When they go low, we get high. I'm here to kick ass and take names. And I've already taken names. <laughs> the look that we are giving each other. You guys, it's Andy's girls. I didn't really work on my tagline this time. Neither did I. Um, so you're in the right place. Um, this is going to be a little bit of a battle royale that I blame myself for. And then in typical fashion, should. did not prepare for in any way. So it makes me happy. Yeah, I'm going to get my ass kicked. But I feel like it's not even really. I, it was intended to be a team sport, but I don't even know what team I'm on as of late. So we need to get into it. Inspired by the most recent episode of Bandy, Bandy Scrolls. <laughs> of Beverly Hills and our recent recording of Andy's Girls, I said to this guest, listen, wouldn't it be fun if you came on and we just um, really got into the thick of things? For me, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, my guest, it turns out, told me right before recording that she had prepared literal pages of notes. And if you guys know me, you know that I took a shower and that was my preparation process, which I think is honestly even. So we're going to get into some shit about Kyle. So I think the episode title of this convo could be trigger warning. We're going to talk about Kyle. Um, so let's see what happens. Welcome back to Andy's Girls, anthropologist. I mean, method actor, method performer, someone who is put the Daniel Day-Lewis of Andy's Girls conversations. You know her by her mission statement, which says it all. If Dateline and SportsCenter had a Bravo baby. Welcome back. BBDV, also known as Bravo Bravo Ducking. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. My three pages of notes are very excited. Um, I just kind of feel like Beverly Hills is in such a weird place in a great way. It's just mm -hmm. like, I think it's complicated. I think it's possible for a lot of people to just kind of feel like, and this is just me protecting myself, like, I might, I don't know, love a certain housewife. I might, you know, have a certain housewife in my top five, but I can still drag them to hell and hold them accountable oh, yeah. for their actions, you know? Yeah, you can't lose your perspective. I think some people get into that trap and that's a little bit dangerous, but even with housewives that I enjoy, I will not hesitate to say when someone has done something horrible. Which housewife do you find yourself in and outside of the Bravo, uh, of the Beverly Hills universe? Which housewife do you find yourself feeling defensive of and over at times? Is there a certain housewife where you're like, oh, I just feel like they need me to protect them or I, I can't drag them right now? Is there someone that you feel that kind of connection to? Yeah, I mean, you know, before she made it seem like she was too cool to come to BravoCon and started working with private equity. I was a fan of Jenna Lyons and I felt like she was getting an unfair shake from the ladies. And now whatever happens to her happens to her because she's working with private equity. <laughs> um, Jenna, I believe Jenna. I still believe in Jenna. But man, That's she's nice. like, she's like not coming back, huh? She's really not That's coming fine. back. Maybe she'll friend of. That's the thing. I can like someone and then they, you know, it changes. And I, I, that's why we don't stand. We never stand a housewife over here because they're just, they're there to make money, sell eyelashes and do what they need to do. Yeah. I mean, I think it just kind of goes to show that nobody is as, well, you can, you can own a certain amount of, in, uh, of innocence in the Bravo universe when you're filming Housewives. That's very real. But when yeah. it comes to the IRL reality of how a person 
um, cashes in on housewives, I think they have every right to. Like, I, I'm not a, I don't really know. Sure. I mean, they're making a trade, a Faustian bargain. They're selling yeah. their life and the intimate details of their life, um, you know, for a platform. So for the people who don't utilize it in any way, I think, wow, you really should be like, make anything, do anything, be creative in any way, because this is your one zeitgeist, you know, for eyeballs to be looking at you. And if you have something you want to say or a product you want to make, now's the time. Yeah, the thing that makes me kind of uncomfortable is that Jenna was then sort of making jokes to the press about how she had sort of oh, I was, better I was, things to I do. I was livid. Than go to I, was, I felt the ick through my bones to my marrow. It was bad. I was like, how dare you? And we had just gotten back, you know, from BravoCon to see that with aching bodies and dry noses. And that was just, it hit me hard. It did. Oh, Jenna, may her memory be a blessing. Maybe she will be back. I mean, anything's possible. I don't even know when they start filming again. Doll's eyes. I'm indifferent, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, listen, um, we we just you were just recently here in the office. Uh, when I extended that invitation to you and said we sort of maybe do need to discuss Sutton and Kyle, what was your reaction? Like your visceral Let's do it. reaction? Let's do it. Let's do it. It's on like Donkey Kong because I feel like Kyle is being so horrible this season. Well, she's been horrible before. I shouldn't say that. This is not something new. But to me, we had just had that. We had just done that podcast. And I remember sitting there with my weary self in front of you on a gummy and you said to me, no, Kyle is a girl's girl. And it just rattled in my brain. Girl's girl. Girl's girl. And I was like, in what world? In what world? You know, I just, it, it doesn't, I can't, I, I don't see it. I think she's nice to the people that she chooses to be nice to. But overall, I would not call her a girl's girl. I do have to say, since then, I put up a poll after the most recent Beverly Hills <laughs> on IG stories. And I, I saw said, the poll and I voted uh, in it. I was like, this is like, so this is, the, I said, this is the dumbest poll I'll ever poll, but I'm desperate to know the answer, which is who is more of a girl's girl, Kyle or Sutton? And no, neither or both are not available. Sometimes in life, we have to make hard choices. And Sutton won by like 80%. I mean, yeah, she did like, because do you remember that Erica was terrible to her, but she still offered her money when she was going through her divorce? She said, if you need money, because she knows what it's like to, to have a very powerful rich man come after you with his lawyers and his team and his friends and connections. And she offered her something that actually matters, which is money. If you need that money to help defend yourself, take care of yourself, whatever. Erica said no to it. She's getting money from a lawyer in Florida that used to be besties with Tom. The point is Sutton came to help her in a real way. I don't know that I've ever seen any of the other ladies actually put their money where their mouth is and say, I will take care of you. I will make sure that you are okay like that. And I, that was a huge thing for me. I was like, Sutton is a good person. Like no matter what tussles she has with people on the show, I think push comes to shove and she'll help you out. How does being a girl's girl conflict with the job requirements of being a housewife? Like, what do you think a girl's girl means IRL? What's the difference between being a girl's girl IRL versus on housewives? I think it's absolutely a difference for sure. Right. Because the job of a real housewife is to quote unquote, be honest. And, you know, not not let people hide things, which is why I have such such issues with Beverly Hills, because over the last handful of years, it seems like it has turned into this overproduced kind of fakery 
where everybody's yelling, be honest, but the people who are yelling it are the least honest. And it feels like they're producing the show the most and they've got their click, their little Fox force that's dwindled down to three now, thankfully. And they make sure that they protect those individuals and they only show what they want to show when they want to show it, say what they want to say when they want to say it. But if it was anyone else, there would be no mercy. They would be, you know, having like whiteboards in a war room and yarn and they'd be dissecting people's lives for half of the drama that they have going on behind the scenes that we will not hear about on the show. We have to read it on Reddit. We have to, you know, see the news articles ourselves and it will not be addressed on a show that they're getting paid for, to be honest. And what has your experience been with Kyle? Have there been moments where you've been like, oh, I really feel for her or, oh my God, I mean, she's she been on the show for person. so long. Yeah. Of course. Like in the beginning, you know, the joy of watching her and Lisa Vanderpump, you know, laugh together and that real friendship, you know, that was there and seeing her trials and tribulations with Kim and all of that, like she's been on the show for a really long time. So it it does feel like a person that you've, you've known for a long time. You've watched them go through a lot of different things taken as a whole. I don't think she's a girl's girl. And I do want to give a disclaimer here. Disclaimer, no hate or shade to Kyle Richards. I'm completely indifferent to Kyle Richards here. So to say that I don't think she's a girl's girl doesn't mean that I don't like her or like these people are deeply flawed. They're on TV for a reason. We don't expect them to be perfect people. And, uh, you know, this is just a discussion of her behavior on the show and whether or not she's deserving of the moniker girl's girl. I mean, I really, there's no bigger sign of a person's indifference than coming to a recording with multiple pages of research Listen, if you ask me a question, I'm going to give you Last time I was on. No, no, don't you dare. Because last time I was on, I said, no, no way. She's not a girl's girl. And, you, and we were like, name, I'm naming. And we were like, we can't even name. You can't even name more than a few. <laughs> and I was like, well, I need a piece of paper because I'm a visual learner. So guess what I have in my house? I have notebooks. So I'm ready for you this time. So if you were at the helm of this episode and, and this recording, which arguably you 100% are, how would you want to start a conversation about Kyle? Like, what is your thesis statement aside from potentially she's not a girl's girl? Well, I mean, I think that she prides herself with, with that vision of herself, right? So there's the way someone sees themselves and the way that they actually are. And I don't, I would hope that they all watch the show back from an honest place, but the events of the week make me feel like they don't because, you know, Teddy came out this week on her little potty pod and I, I never listened to it, but you know, a clip went around circulates when something is particularly egregious, which this was, and it was uh, Teddy backing up her boo Kyle saying, I don't like to talk about people's food issues, but and then essentially tripling down on accusing Sutton of perhaps having an eating disorder, which is so fun for Teddy Joe to pick up that flag and run with it, considering she vilifies carrots and charges women to do so. Yeah, I think we should, adding to the trigger warnings, just state that there is certainly going to be some back and forth, I assume, about ED-style conversations. So sure. if you find that in any way triggering, this might not be the episode for you and completely understandable. And Beverly Hills episodes recently may not be for you either because they are going to dark places freely and without warning. Yeah, and the references that Teddy made in that clip... Um, 
Fuck, man. I mean, she talks about the fact that Kyle has talked about her own ED history. She talks about the fact that she herself has. She references Crystal's uh, talking about her history with ED and essentially says that, you know, if these people are brave enough to own up to this, then why is Sutton hiding? Which is such an unbelievably dangerous narrative to state about anyone who may or may not have any kind of situation involving disordered eating to make it into a whodunit and then say, if you don't tell me and this camera crew that you may or may not deal with disordered eating, then you are a liar. To put that at the same level of someone who might be like having an affair or getting a divorce is so inappropriate. And Kyle did it a couple times on the most recent episode. So then Teddy Joe Carrot took to her podcast and was like, well, you know, Kyle didn't do this, but um, I'm going to back her up because even though this thing happened and we're not trying to, you know, um, unearth some like secret. We're definitely treating this like a secret. And then references the fact that when they were on some group trip in Europe, that they were in a sprinter van where, you know, the housewives magic always occurs and that they were presented with a specific one option for a lunch, which was like a sandwich. And she said, well, Sutton was very upset about that. And that's an indicator like sweet little Teddy Joe, who's certainly in no way regimented, um, was saying that it was wild that Sutton refused to eat this thing as if this is the kind of breaking news. This is the October surprise. This is sandwich gate that um, this is my way of saying that there's something going on with Sutton and she's not being honest, which is ridiculous and dangerous and deeply inappropriate. And also at the core of who Teddy is, which Teddy runs an eating disorder factory, which is what All In does. There was a huge round of viral stories and investigative reporting in yeah, 2020. Yeah, one of the first dives I ever did. One of the first dives I ever did on my account was all in. And then also the way that she was taking money according, asterisk, according to people who were part of the program, she would ask right. you to pay her through PayPal friends and family, which does not get taxed because it's supposed to be between friends and family. And so it was just this whole thing that people were realizing like about what she was doing. They were sharing the protocols, you know, of the... I don't even know what it, the program. Um, anyway, yes to what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. And there's any number business insider did a piece. The cut in New York magazine did a piece. There's a bunch of reporting that's well researched that you can people can easily find um, over at the Goog. But um, I think the thing to keep in mind is one of Teddy's longstanding claims of pride and honor with All In, her Jumpstart program that um, does a, a fantastic job of encouraging and teaching people how to restrict nutrition and into what what often becomes your body's starvation mode and then adds in the extra nugget, the gold star of including photos of scales and workouts in which to encourage a shaming that if your scale, because your body can change like five pounds more over the course of a day, your your body weight yep. can fluctuate, can depend for people who still experience menstruation, like your body will change. So to encourage in, in Teddy's program, God bless, the ability for people to um, normalize uh, the feeling of shame that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. 
if the scale goes up a pound or if you potentially feel a certain way about that picture, you're being encouraged to look at the experience of weight loss as uh, the only reward and the most important thing to garner your health with. It is to encourage the experience of thin. And this is not to say that going on any kind of diet or wanting to lose weight is something to be ashamed of. People have every right. I fluctuate. I go up and down. This is not a a tale about me. But this is not to say that that is um, something a person should be embarrassed about, embarrassed about talking about openly, even though people typically will try to use that against you. It is to say, though, that Teddy's program is built on a foundation of unhealthy and dangerous lifestyle choices. And the thing that has always pissed me off, she made a point when this all went viral in 2020 to be like, oh, the haters are just going to hate, but like I'm the Taylor Swift of whatever. First of all, how dare? First of all, how dare? Move on. Yeah. Shout out the the Kelsey brothers, um, Travis and Jason. Um, BBDB and I did a Patreon episode devoted to our love for them. They're Let's lovely. Last, yeah, love language is um, right. my love language is Jason Kelsey, and I just want to make that clear. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, but, he just seems like said so, he's like the brother I never had. Do you know what? I, he's the brother we all never had. Well, I'm gonna marry him, which is slightly different. Uh, but I would never come between him and Kylie because they have like they have a romance and a love for the ages. So I I love both of them. Anyway, um, the uh, thing that that Teddy has always been so proud of is the fact that she advertises that none of her coaches or any kind of leadership at her company have any sort of medical or nutritional training. Not a drop. Right. And and as if to say that this it's like a multi-level marketing scheme that's run on the backs of anorexia. And it's fascinating to think of a person who feels that because she once and maybe still does uh, deal with something dealing with disordered eating, as she has publicly discussed, that that makes her an expert at weight loss. It it quite literally does not. So she bases her business and her business platform and profile off of teaching people to restrict and disorder their eating and then hires them to coach other people because the worst case scenario for Teddy would be to have someone who actually is a licensed nutritionist or a medical professional who's a part of her company because God forbid they were, they would tell her that the structure and foundation of her company is unsafe and dangerous. So she makes a point with her MLM of saying, oh, allegedly MLM, by the way, shout out Teddy for listening. Great job. I'm going to name my future baby care. I decided yesterday on Instagram stories, I'm going to start naming baby carrots little tubbies um, because she's also said that, you know, people and coaches have encouraged their clients in her program to restrict eating carrots until it's a cheat oh, yeah. day. No, that was the, the part. Sugar. I was very amused by that. And I remember, first of all, I just want to say, I remember seeing a lot of women and it may still be in my dive. It's like, you have to scroll back a long way. It was the first one, one of the first ones I ever did. But even on Reddit, there are still clips of, of you know, women who had gone through the program showing screenshots of texts from their quote unquote coaches, shaming them for not sending in or, you know, chiding them, whatever words you want to use, scolding them for not sending in pictures of their feet on a scale, whatever they're supposed to do, you know, once every day. And then one woman's like, well, I just had a baby and I'm breastfeeding and can I have more calories? And it's just, it's so upsetting. And I, you know, it's rare for any woman in America, especially with our toxic you know, commercialization of, of thinness throughout time yeah. to yeah. escape the grasp of this kind of 
calorie restriction workout, blah, blah, blah. I certainly, you know, was in it for a very long time. I still, it was before I got pregnant, my entire life from like middle school through adulthood was tracking my calories through apps on my phone. While I was in a work meeting, I'd be tracking Apple pasta at lunch. How many do I think that was? Okay, well, I got, I should run for 30 minutes when I get home. It's just, it's once it gets in there and it's in your brain, and that's essentially the, the sickness that she is putting out with this kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm free of it now. I'm happy to be free of it now. But that kind of food restriction uh, is dangerous for women, I think. Well, also, like, God bless that you're free of it. And that's incredible. And I appreciate you sharing. And for some people, it is a day to day, like, I'm going to be dealing with ED stuff probably for the rest of my life. I'm in, I was in multiple like therapy stuff a week after being, m- me being diagnosed with it by my therapist and psychiatrist was like an LOL to me. Cause I was like, duh, like, yeah, duh. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, welcome, welcome to the show. <laughs> this is, this is how we exist here. Like, like well, there's supposed to be less of us at all times. Is that not the message that everyone gets? Like there's a little too much for you, honey. We need a little less of that physically. <laughs> I mean, do what it takes. And I, my, the thing that I'm most proud of is that, like, I run the gamut. So it's like I restrict, I do other things. Like, I, I, I am, at, I hit every because you got to be consistent. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you have to be able to do. You diversified so your portfolio. I a hundred percent diversified my portfolio. So like, it's uh, scales. It, I had to throw in my scale at a certain point, which was like, I can't believe I have to. I felt like I was being punished. I was very upset because I would weigh myself throughout the day. And if it was point oh whatever, it was like fucking shit show. Like I would go on trips and like I had to go to Paris and come back and have lost a certain amount of weight. That meant that I had a good trip to Paris. Like it's it's just it is a thing that takes over your life. So to encourage it and treat this as like, you know, the solution and the thing that a person should do and normalize and and be proud of that. Be proud that the group of people working for you have all been encouraged to treat. But it's I bet everybody, every generation of all in coaches is like slightly diluted and muddled because you're playing a game of telephone. So the people who were maybe taught a certain thing first gen are teaching second gen, teaching third gen. So it's like you're now back, you know, looking at your bag of tricks and thinking, well, this worked for one person. So I'm going to add this on too. It's like the lack of education and knowledge, I think probably gets worse over time, especially as the company has expanded and it's been a huge financial success. So this is an episode about Kyle, but within the construct of Kyle, you have to look at who she surrounds herself with. And Teddy has one of the most popular TV podcasts. Her podcast consistently ranks in the top 10, if not in the now top Now let's five. asterisk that. It's not just Teddy. It's also Tamara's. This would not be a successful, thank you for saying that. It would not, apologies to Teddy, honestly, because it was Teddy's idea. This this show would not happen without Teddy. She had a pod before, it was a flop. And so she thought of Tamra, they started the pod. And because of that, that combination, I, truly, because of that combination, because I don't think it would work with Tamra herself as much as it does with the two of them. Like it's smart and it's been really successful. It's one of the most popular TV podcasts out of tens of thousands in that category. So I'm not taking anything away from her. I'm actually saying, isn't it fascinating that this is how she continues to use her platform to spread such dangerous misinformation 
that will never be fact-checked. And Tamra owns a yeah. fucking gym. Like, Tamra probably has a better understanding, though neither of these people arguably should be hired as a person's nutritionalist because they're not licensed. Tamra, I would assume, would have a better understanding than Teddy does, but she's just fucking silent while Teddy does this shit on her pod. Yeah, that's really surprising, too, because, you know, Tamara was in those fitness competitions and somebody in a fitness competition knows you have to eat a lot of calories. Like you have to just pack on the protein, like nutrients matter, the strength of your body matters, like especially as women age, the nutrients we need, the the muscle, the you know, that osteoporosis issues, lifting weights is really important. And you have to have energy and fuel to do that. And so I think that's, you know, that's part of what helped me was shifting from like thinness to health. To like, what does my physical body need to do well and to stay healthy, you know, throughout the years? And so I, I wish that Tamara would would jump in and say, actually, I know a little bit about this. I'm I'm a woman. I'm this age. This is all the stuff that I have done. And I've done that because of nutrition. We could we could go on that forever. I would do want to say real quick, like these are our opinions. Teddy makes money on on these things. She's fine. Hopefully women who sign up for this are aware. That's all I can say. I, I just hope that people are aware. This is 100% total opinion based, absolute, you know, you can Google and read whatever articles you want. This is a comedy podcast. I am not a news anchor. I am just a funny person who cackles. And I would rather plant a garden of carrots and hand them out every day to passerby. Maybe people looking on their phones, Googling all in and say, here, here is something that will make you feel better that also has nutrition and is not, spoiler alert, a lollipop, than to encourage listening to Teddy Joe, who is treating potential conversation about a person's private uh, eating habits as some sort of gotcha moment to back up her friend. So when we look at Kyle and Kyle's bad behavior, I think it's important to look at who Kyle utilizes as an ambassador of spreading that because Teddy's examples, and then we got to get off this, but like Teddy, I say to myself, Teddy's examples of like Crystal's been open, everything else. Beverly Hills did a terrible job of being respectful and responsible around Crystal's conversation about having an eating disorder. They did a terrible job. I wrote about this for the Daily Beast. I talked to actual professionals in the world of EDs. It it was deeply irresponsible. So like to reference Crystal's bravery, we shouldn't take away from her openness, but we should also note that it's not that a person can have um in Kyle's case as she's discussed being in recovery for an ED, a person can have an eating disorder and also continue to encourage a cycle and environment of um, dangerous dialogue when discussing another person's possible ED or not. Like, just because you have dealt with something does not mean that you have free reign to add a certain level of irresponsible conversation around this. Teddy, I think, understands that better than anyone because she's made her livelihood on the backs of encouraging disordered eating. So for her to look at Kyle and say, well, that's my little sister. So not only am I not going to um, not only am I going to attempt to disprove that she did this thing, I'm actually going to double down on that. It's hard in these moments to try to hold Kyle accountable because the people she deputizes to protect her or the people who decide to deputize themselves, like, 
It's just, it adds to a feeling of ghastly. It really does. And I love Kyle. Kyle is in my top five. I shut up. Don't give me that face. And I have no problem holding her accountable. There are people I'm precious with, including Kyle. And also a feeling of real annoyance when they behave in ways that they know they should be better than doing or not. It's on Housewives. But like to pretend that this is on the same level, like a cast member asking if you're going through a divorce and then referencing whether or not they're an alcoholic multiple times, like it's not the same situation. And we're pretending that the intent here is the same. I don't think the intent is the same. I don't think the impact is the same. So Kyle is shit she needs to answer to. It probably won't be with the rest of the cast. It may be with Sutton, but it definitely is with a lot of us. Paris is always a good idea. And when I schlep on over to Europe to my favorite city in the world, I bring with me a few important phrases that I have learned from housewives. C'est bon, c'est bon. Chic, c'est la vie. Je m'appelle the Countess. N'est-ce pas, Luan? <laughs> And while those key phrases are important when speaking to any French bravoholic for other matters of life, that's where Rosetta Stone comes in. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including, of course, French. It features fast language acquisition. It immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translations. So you really learn to speak, to listen, and to think in that language. It's an intuitive process. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. J'adore Chris Manzo. Et toi? There's a speech recognition filter, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's convenient with desktop and app options, and it's an amazing value. Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. A steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Today. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes, so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. 
Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom or a maternal figure in your life? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you want to ask. Then she can either type up her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something you and future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I want to know about the stories of how my mom and dad grew up. What's the first thing they remember after they were born? That's one of the questions I sent to my dad after signing up for my life in a book. And I can't think of a greater gift to give my dad in sharing his stories and to receive. It's super easy to use. My favorite part of it, as someone who sometimes lives on turtle time and forgets (laughs) about sending or receiving email, is that they reach out a couple days prior to sending questions just so I know of what questions they're going to send to my dad, if I want to change it for another question or customize it with something that I want to know. It's that kind of specificity and care that I love so much. This is genuinely an incredible, incredible gift. There's no greater present than I could give a family member or a loved one than to participate in this kind of meaningful appreciation for the entirety of their lives, separate from my own. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code ANDYSGIRLS at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom or loved one this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com with code Andy's Girls for 10% off today. And thank the Jills, Aaron, and your life and mine. I just came back from the salon, and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. <laughs> Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time (laughs) with 
wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has Hormone Harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDYSGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDYSGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Yeah. And I do want to say the reason I brought up Teddy is because to me. Yeah, thanks for that, by the way. Thanks Teddy, for my soliloquy. Teddy is like, I'm sorry, look at, I'm, I'm, it had to be, had to be done. Had to be done. Teddy is, is like, She's such again. a dick. She's so fucking annoying too. She's so fucking annoying. And she said, can I just say one more quick thing? Cause now this is your fault. This is Get it your out. fault. It's not my fault. See, I, now I'm a client. I'll take it. I'll it's take the heat. Get fault. it out. It's Cleanse yourself. Fault. Now I'm an all-in coach. It's now it's Festivus. Now it's Teddy Festivus. Get it out. This is the Teddy Festivus, and I'm throwing a fucking thing around a pole, okay? George Costanza's in the world. You get me. We see each other. 
The thing with Teddy is that she's so fucking annoying because it's like she'll do things. She'll go on watch what happens. She'll try to be a dick to Vicky. And then she gets really upset because people are mad at her. And it's like, pick a lane. Like your whole thing is that you have a take. You have a hot take. But you're so fucking sensitive to the fact that people are going to disagree with you. You won't own it. So we keep pretending that she's like God's gift to housewife commentary, but she won't own anything. And the shit that she does own is bad. It's like bad takes. It's bad takes. And she's very talented at being a podcaster. I'm not taking that away from her, but I'm just saying she's a big fucking hypocrite. And it's like it annoys the fuck out of me because she doesn't take responsibility for anything. We can't get rid of her. She's going to be here forever. She's the toxic mold. She's the Chernobyl of housewives. And I'm speaking not of the actual situation, but of the HBO miniseries because I only talk about TV. I'm not making light of a terrible tragedy, horrible generational. I'm saying that she is the HBO miniseries that will never win a people's choice. That survived Chernobyl. That kind of a thing. Like she just won't, it's not, it's not going away. Now, here's the thing. You're very kind. You're very kind to say that she's so talented and da-da-da. I think that the reason that the podcast is successful is because she has a connection, because she's still in the mix. She shows up at all this at all the stuff. You know what I mean? She was a cast member and now she's still she can bring inside tea. She's like a she's like a campaign surrogate. Okay. She comes forth and she speaks on behalf of. So that's why it's because somebody has tea that they can, you know, tune in and listen into is kind of like Kyle's mouthpiece, which is why I brought it up. Because watching the show, you think, oh, my gosh, surely Kyle is going to watch that back and say, I cannot believe I did that. I went too low. But then her mouthpiece comes down, comes out and triples down on it. And so then you realize there will be no there will be no reflection on this. They are they are sticking with this storyline. And that that really got me this week. And um, it got a, a huge reaction from the followers, too, after I posted that and said, look what look what Teddy is saying. Like they're 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 backing this up. They're sticking with the storyline. And I there was no one, no one, not one message that I saw that was like, yeah, and they should. Everyone was disgusted and everyone was just like, this is this is too far. Yeah, but your followers are people who are very smart, very intelligent and are it's like we are like moths to a flame. You're usually attracted to a certain kind of light. So my guess is that people who are only hearing Team Kyle and nothing else might not be reading those stories because they might not be wanting to encourage that kind of conversation. I say that as a Kyle fan. I'm a Kyle fan. Yeah. And like, look, I, I would hope that people even diehard Kyle fans stands, whatever, I would hope that even they would say, oh, I feel like I feel like we're doing a little too much now. I feel like we're we're being we're we're going, uh, you know, across a line that shouldn't be crossed, especially when she's talked about her own issues and Teddy's talked about it and every, everybody's talked about their own issues to do this is is a bit much. But and yet it wasn't even the only thing she did in that episode. There were other things that I felt that were also egregious, which we haven't tapped into yet. We will in just one second. But the other point that I just want to make is the fact that people might not understand why this is so dangerous. And like also that is very much connected to your own personal experiences or the experiences of people close to you. Like if you don't necessarily if you might not have a history with this, it might be harder to reckon with. It might just feel like this is a nothing burger. Why are you so upset? And if you just think of like any other addiction, which (laughs) like alcoholism, which Kyle also taps into, like if you in discussing and trying to identify Sutton, like if you think of any kind of addiction, like oftentimes eating disorders are left out of that conversation. We need to bring them back in because it deals with mental health. It deals with physical health. 
It deals with addiction. It deals with um, a, a lot. And so it can be hard to understand. And it feels almost like we're making too big a deal out of it. And it's because it's that kind, it's that much of a big deal. And it can be really triggering for people, as this entire episode probably is. Like it, it just, it is the thing that maybe you just need to take our word for it. Like it, it's just, it's very bad. And it's, um, not specific to Teddy and Kyle. It's just that when you double down on something and try to normalize and equalize it, and also you're Teddy Joe, so I like already feel a certain way about you, it just becomes so fucking annoying because the audience might not understand it, but Teddy and Kyle both do. And that is what is so frustrating. Like they both get it. Other people in the audience might not, and uh, no judgment on that, but the fact that they get it and are still trying to continue this shit is gross because you're also doing it within the construct of housewives, which will support conversations like this, which will support Andy saying at the reunion, Sutton, so, you know, this is a whodunit now. Do you have an eating disorder? Like, it's just going to continue inappropriate convo that will make me write another fucking piece. And I don't feel like doing that right now. The other thing that I think we should probably discuss before we get to your list, because we haven't even started with your initial pages, because you mentioned Teddy Joe, and that is your fault and your responsibility. Um, But that was good for you to get out. I'm you're going to feel a little lighter. Thank you. It's I'm having a case of the Mondays. Um, So (laughs) when (laughs) when it comes to things that Kyle is encouraging, she reposted someone who put up a tweet. Um, And the thing that I thought was so funny is the fact that she reposted this tweet on her Instagram stories, but she covered up the end of it. So she posted something that said from a random person on X slash Twitter or whatever, said, you know what's so funny? Sutton wants Kyle to tell what's going on in her marriage and every detail about her life. Meanwhile, this is what her fourth year and we have zero clue why she got divorced and what led to it. And that was what Kyle posted. She blocked the rest of the tweet, which was so fascinating to me as a decision for her to share with her millions of followers, because obviously a person is going to look at this and think like, wow, solid point. And maybe some of those people will think, I wonder what she covered up. The part that she did or did not want us to see was the end of the tweet, which says, hashtag R-H-O-B-H, her, meaning Sutton's ex, probably couldn't stand her anymore. So Kyle, who has access to all of the feelings in the entirety of the world, was sent this or saw it and decided to repost the part of it she agreed with and cover up the part of it that was really particularly shitty so that she could, I guess, share it with her universe. Yeah. Glass of Kyle. (laughs) I mean, it is a little bit of a like, look over here, not over here, but I'm going to repost both of them. So if you do look over there, it's not my responsibility. It's not my fault because I covered it up. So mm-hmm. let's just look over here. But now you know that there is an over there that you may or may not want to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. In case you just want any more reasons to try to pull something apart, there's something for you. It's giving me little bunny foo-foo energy, hopping through the forest, you know, picking up some field mice and bopping them on the head. And I Mm -hmm. just, just continuing on with that carrot imagery and symbolism. I just really And let the mouse go. Now we've got it all. Yeah, we did. Lil Bunny Foo Foo did not let the mouse go. And I think that's, you know, that's coming to mind because she, there's Fane's kind of like an innocence. And I, I think she's quite 
quite cunning and and purposeful in her actions. Right, more but than also, she pretends like, to be. She's so like it's charming, honestly. Just getting back to a little bit of Team Kyle, like when she did the like, she did at a certain point like a little strut in the kitchen to Sutton, where she's like, "Well, maybe you." Blah, 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 blah. She like did some sort of like, "Well, you were very silent with Kathy that other time," and then just did like a little turn and sashay away, and I was very into that energy. Okay, like watching a toddler, kind of like watching a toddler kind of be sassy and, you know, it's impressive, but at the same time. No, it's watching Eileen Davidson do soap. It was Kyle ah, was giving soap okay. energy. The theatrics. I the theatrics. I love theatrics. Okay. She's, not, yeah. she's not the devil. I'm See, now we're getting back into the conversation I thought we were going to have. No, and no one said she was. This is right. not a, this is not a, yeah, that's not where we're going here. And we're just saying, not a girl's girl. Um, okay, I'm going to start with my list. Go for it. As we wrap the episode. This is in no particular order. This is my stream of consciousness. Okay. Am I allowed to interrupt or should we just? Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. Let's see how this We love this course here. Okay. I, I just started writing them down. Why I don't think she's a girl's girl. I think maybe she started out thinking she, I think she thinks she is. All right. I'll put that out there. I think Teddy Joe would think she is. And that's nice for them. Well, Teddy Joe invented womanhood, so she would have yeah. some thoughts. Yeah. So number one, how, the, my, this is my evidence as to why I don't think she is. These are my receipts. Okay. Number one, how she treated Lisa Vanderpump when Lisa Vanderpump had two people close to her pass in a very short succession, mm-hmm. her brother and the woman who raised her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was crying, physically crying, weeping. That clip has circulated this week, mm-hmm. talking about how she's been away. She's been to funerals. She's da-da-da. And uh, Kyle's response was, I've had a lot of things going on, too. And Teddy Joe was standing right next to her. Watching. I'm not defending Kyle, but I think what Kyle was trying to say was like, we both had a lot. I'm not. I'm really not defending her. What I'm saying is that like she was definitely insensitive to what LVP was experiencing. I think she was what she was also saying was that like she was she was also dealing with stuff not at the same level, but she did put it at the same level in the way that she she mentioned that. So that was a mistake. She sure did. Um, okay, so that's number one. I felt like that was pretty cruel and callous. Uh, then number two, she. In the limo, as we all recall, mm-hmm. the glory days of Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. when she had a fight with Kim and when none of us knew where it was going, but it was getting really heated in the back of that limo. And then she finally loses it and she screams that Kim is an alcoholic and that's not where she left it. She kept going and said, and we're going to stop giving you money. So she's talking about how they were supporting Kim financially and also adding her own flesh and blood on national television. Yeah, I actually do have a genuine rebuttal to that, which is like okay. if you have a family member who's dealing with addiction and it has been treated, encouraged yes. seemingly by, I assume, their, by Big Kathy, by their mom to keep this as a secret. And there has been sort of this weird, odd, manipulative power structure for survival between Kathy, Kyle and Kim. And nobody feels like they are allowed to say the thing. And and they've likely been rewarded for not saying it. And Kyle feels and Kyle has financially supported Kim, who arguably also financially supported Supported Kyle and the rest of their family when she was forced into or whatever being the primary breadwinner for the entire family as a child actor, I will say that the enormous amount of pressure at a certain point, explosions will happen. 
And sure. I think in that moment, like Al-Anon style, it's important to just understand that Kyle did not come out of this in the experience of Kim's illness having zero effects of it on her. She was certainly affected, as I think a lot of people were. And she was, I think she came to the point of being just exhausted by it. And she, it, it was in front of a camera crew. Sometimes the thing that enables a person to say out loud what they have been keeping inside for years is oftentimes it happening in a public situation. And you would think it's the opposite, but it's like if you've been internalizing everything for years, sometimes the fact that other people are there will make you feel safe enough to say that out loud, which is not to say that that didn't have any effect on Kim. It's, But it is to say that I do have empathy for what Kyle experienced in that moment. I don't think it came from a place of what she was doing with Sutton. I think it's a very different circumstance. It's not okay. So that's where that's the that's the little those are the molecules that 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 I can't know, right? None of us can really know. But you, that's your opinion. Is you don't think it has anything to do with that? That's not a pattern. People have every right to. For me, I I think there is a pattern of how people weaponize addiction. That's certainly a pattern. But I think this the intent there is very is is the circumstances are very different. Yeah. Now the way they grew up, their whole thing, like there, there's, that is a whole nother realm. There's the House of Hilton book and there's, I haven't read that personally. I've just seen highlights of it. Um, but there's a whole, there's a couple dives out there about that book. I can't remember who did that. Somebody anyway. read it. Some, one of our friends read yeah. it. I forget who yeah, it was. One of, the, one of the accounts like went into it deep. I can't remember who that was. But anyway, my, my point there is, is just like calling people out on national television for serious things is has been a pattern. I am not getting into the sisterness of it because that is I you know I don't you have think that sisters. Would be a big part of your list. Oh, you just specific to this. Okay, got it. Got it. Specific to this. Specific like, to this. Okay. Um. Uh, next on the list is uh, Brandy or Brandy. Not just her first season when she was there, and Kyle and Kim then were were tight that season, and they came for her. Uh, I mean, watching it back. Sometimes it's just like it's pretty shocking how hard they came for her for Brandy. I and mean, they, they made fun of her son, remember, because he peed in the yard. Oh, that was it wasn't even that they were making fun of her son. They were just judging her son, which is. Well, that's what I'm saying worse. is they they giggled about it. They're like, well, it's their kid. Man. Yeah. Kyle doesn't have sons. I if don't have, have any kids. Boy, I get that. It's different. Yeah, it's different. Like, it's just not a big deal at all. And I think that's one of those things like to say it on camera about someone's kid that always kind of rubbed me wrong. I was like, oh, I didn't even have kids yet when that when that was on. And I was like, I don't know if I would talk about someone else's kids behavior on the show. But I do think that when it came to the, the treatment of Brandy, her first season and game night, which I'll never forget those marshmallows presented as a full dinner. And they hit her crutch. They hid her crutch. They did hit, They did hide her crutch. But the thing that I remember from that, again, tapping into the this is the stuff we're not allowed to talk about, it to me was like the art of distraction. Let's pick on Brandy. Not to say that's fair to Brandy. It's obviously not. But let's pick on Brandy and make that into a joke so we don't have to talk about the fact that my sister's behavior is altered. So it's mm. like not a no to me. It's not enough to just be like quite literally, here's a list of times when Kyle's a piece of shit, because you're not wrong in that. But I think of Kyle in relation to 
what she was experiencing with Kim. Like some of that behavior, again, it's she has she needed to apologize to Brandy. I don't even remember if she did. I think she did. Maybe. I don't even remember. But the important thing is that like I think is to look at that with like a and I get it. If you don't want to have any empathy for that situation or you disagree of every right, we have our own experiences and that influences the ways that we form opinions. I'm not saying that my opinion is right. I'm just sharing my opinion, which is that there was a lot going on. I wasn't even listing the ones where I thought she was like an a-hole or something on on Why camera. Why did you do that? Well, I thought that's what you were doing. I thought that was the list. I was literally going through a filter of girls, girl. What behaviors have I seen that make me think that make oh, me think that she's my not bad. a girl's I forgot. Girl. You literally said that like five times and I went to times when Kaya was being an asshole. Well, Kim is also a girl, so. There'd be, this notebook would be full if I was Talk going through me. all the times all right. just, you know, okay. terrible more, behavior. More girls, girl. Tell me more girls. I'm just, I'm just girls girling it here. Yeah, yeah. We're just a couple of girls. We're just a couple of girls girling. Even if, even if you're having, you know, issues with your sister, like I, I, you know, to come for a person on their first season and hide her crutch and all that stuff, to me, that's not girls girl behavior. I'm just, I'm just saying. It's certainly not legs, legs behavior. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm coming from. I don't remember. Maybe it was a knee. I don't remember. Yeah. 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 She had broken something. Whatever. Um, All right. So then, yeah. Okay. Then the kid in the yard. Okay. Um, All right. Then. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Then after uh, Brandy and Kim become besties, remember how how she hated that? And she like really went after Brandy and like there was the pizza and got thrown. And then whatever her, the guy, what's who, whose house were they at? The woman was that Eileen. was on the soap opera, Eileen. And then Eileen's husband, husband is like peeking the from the garage window, watching the tussle. And I mean, the Kyle girl's girl, like sure. But also Brandy was being pretty aggressive. Brandy was involving herself and speaking on behalf of a relationship and a sisterhood she had no right to represent in the that, way. That absolutely, she did. that could be argued. You don't get in between sister stuff. You don't. I mean, and like, Brandy, are you going to be a girl's girl to someone who isn't a girl's girl? Brandy's not a girl's girl. I, you know, I don't know. I didn't analyze it. I, I don't think Brandy's. I don't think Brandy's a, a girl's girl. I'd ha- no. She slapped LVP in the face. I think she tries to just like get attention. And I mean, she's I a loose she's camp. a reality TV star's reality TV star in a lot of her earlier. We're talking earlier seasons. I don't know that she's yeah. a girl's girl. Okay, so then we'll go to Garcelle's. You know, first season when she comes on the show. Mm-hmm. And um, remember the the whole charity event. Kyle could have pulled her aside. And said, hey, I know you pledged X amount of dollars. We haven't, my people haven't gotten the, the check for that yet. Could you check with your with your crew? Or she could have called someone on, on Garcelle's team and been like, hey, Garcelle made a bid at this charity event. And we, we need to like close those up and actually get those on the books. Could you make sure that comes through? She didn't do either one of those things. Well, that was also a microaggression. I mean, she was doing stuff that like very much taps into horrifying uh, racial stereotypes. So Kyle bit off an awful lot. She could not chew. I mean, speaking of Holds esophagus. Like a weapon. Shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. And then throws it down on the, uh, on the virtual reunion and tries to shame Garcelle. I hope, by the way, that this also references the esophagus stuff, because I heard from AGs who also have Me too. esophagus um, I don't, conditions and 
as someone who recently, as many AG knows, AGs know, choked on a mushroom taco, I had to go to the emergency room. And I have found out and figured out since then, I don't chew as much as I should. And I am saying that publicly. No, no it's, it's not my fault. It's like I keep having this gluten-free vegan Caesar salad wrap and I it's just so good. I want it inside of me. I and know. I just like you gotta I take your you gotta take your time with it. I do. It's like a you know, who I know that there have been housewives where it's like been a joke that they eat really quickly, but like I fucking eat really quickly and you I don't chew. I need to be more responsible for chewing. So like that was a really shitty thing for her to weaponize as an ED because it is also a genuine she has she has on the list, she's showing me the list. That's also a genuine and it's not something to make fun of. That's not, not. okay. And I literally choked on a taco. I choked on a taco. <laughs> Some people don't chew and swallow the same as other people. We need to normalize the fact that people's tummies or esophaguses, I don't even know where that is in the body, are different. And that's okay. They're different. And it's act in an actual health problem. It's an actual health condition. It's a okay. Condition. It's a condition. It's a real thing. People can get really sick. It's a real it's- thing. It's a real thing. Shout out to anybody who's people who are chewing. We see each other. I'm not joking. Like, I really did choke on a mushroom taco and have to tell multiple people at the Lenox Hill emergency room that I forgot to swallow, which is. Yeah, no, it's serious. It's very serious. Um, But then then laughing at Garcelle's son, uh, that's going to bother me probably till the end of time because she was there. She was at the event. Sure, you could say Mauricio and and PK could feign ignorance there because they weren't there and they didn't see the severity of the situation. They were told that it happened and then said that. They were told that it happened. They still made light of it because they have nothing else to discuss. They can all suck and a dick. That was a terrible moment. They can before suck them. a bag they of them. Can, and they can, they can and suck a bag of dicks. Don't choke. Watch out. Yeah, for don't that choke. Chew it. Dicks. Chew it. Don't um, chew them dicks. Oh my god. But yeah. Oh. Okay. So okay. Okay. Now we're jumping to, but 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 we can jump. We can jump to the. Okay. We still have 11, 12, 13, and fourteen. But let's go ahead and go to Sutton, uh, making fun of legitimate two. Two. So Kyle did a hat trick here on the last episode. She made fun of. She wait, wait for it. She made fun of two legitimate health conditions, and then she had her accusation of of Sutton's quote unquote, as Teddy would call it, food issues. So she did three things to Sutton in that one episode. She made fun of her ankle. Oh, is that your? Is that when you take your your thing for your foot or whatever? She's got a serious issue with the foot, and that's not a joke. What was the serious issue with the foot? I don't know what it There's is. There's a word for it. It's osteo something. Right. I, there oh, is a, it was an, it's an actual right. thing, and she's dealing with it, and it's painful. And she was making it into a joke about being an alcoholic or being an, an accusatory Miss Scarlet in the library with a bottle of gin. Like, that's yeah. not okay. That's, that's not, not okay. okay. And then and then Sutton's, you know, esophagus issues, which are real. And I heard from tons, and I already knew that it was an actual health issue, but I heard from tons and tons of people who either have it or they have a loved one who has it. And it's an actual issue where you just have like a, a constriction or issues with your esophagus. Some people have to get it stretched out. And so they were making fun. The the newbie, I'm not even going to say her name. I'm not even going to say her name because I'm, go away, go away. One and done. Her name is one and done to me. <laughs> Pretending to be uh, the know-all of, of everything having to do with that condition because she wore scrubs. And I just, that made me so irritated because she works in some sort of field with uh, you know anesthesiology, and so uh, anything having to do 
any medical condition with the esophagus she feels that she can speak to. That was upsetting. I don't think that she was saying she could speak to anything. And I do think um, anesthesia covers a wide, there's a lot of information a person needs to know when you're in the room where it happens. But I think she was asking Kyle about the esophagus and they- No, they're making fun of it. Well, watch it again. I mean, Kyle- They're making fun of it. Okay. Oh, okay. Maybe it led into that. But I do think she initially- was looking, but uh, you're asking Kyle, like Kyle doesn't remember anything. Like Kyle doesn't carry that information. She doesn't care that. Not no. Not and it just, you know, she's giggling. They're eating their cut fruit and just laughing, laughing, laughing. And I'm like, what's that? What do you mean? What's up with the esophagus? You just chew and you swallow, right? Like if I chew the strawberry, I just chew it and I swallow it. So like, how is that? It was the worst. It was, it was really awful, especially as somebody who works in the healthcare field for her to say things like that. Um, I hope they have to apologize and I hope they have to educate themselves on this condition. And maybe, maybe that'll be the silver lining of the, of the show going forward as we'll learn more and not be terrible people. I do just want to say that I did Google what is an esophagus and it's historically, oh, you don't care about the spelling, but if you want to know, sometimes it begins with an O. It's a tubular elongated organ of the digestive system, which connects the pharynx to the stomach. Um, So if any, I forget what the name of uh, the the condition or disorder is that um, there are a couple, there's GERD, the most common type is GERD, disorders like GERD, achalasia, I'm so sorry guys if I fuck this up, and Barrett's esophagus can cause heartburn or swallowing problems, increase your risk for esophageal cancer. This is all like, and there's some acid reflux disease that's coming up at a medical college of Wisconsin, achalasia, dysphagia, and other esophagus. Yeah, there's a lot of things. There's, you know, esophageal spasms. There's all kinds of things. There's stuff that can happen. um, Trust me, you don't want to choke on a veggie taco, guys. It wasn't fun. It was, I mean, I made it fun. I did a 70 minute recording, but like, trust me, mama, processing that taco the next day was that was, I had Braxton Hicks for mushrooms. Yeah, it was a lot. That was, I just can't, I just can't imagine a world where you like get up in your mansion and you put on your little, uh, you know, God knows how much the running pants even cost and the running top and you run over to someone's house and then you sit and eat cut fruit on their whatever pickleball court and you make fun of someone's health condition. Why even have a pickleball court? Why not just have a tennis court? Like the comet can just hit us. At this I mean, point, like, <laughs> <laughs> why wouldn't you want to? I guess for resale, this is why LA can be nuts because, like, the idea of like being anywhere else in the country or most other places and having for resale value a pickleball court over a tennis court, like, I don't know if there's a difference. And that's how no, you know what tax bracket I'm like in. A kitchen and like there's like different blocking off of stuff. Someone explain this to me on an Andrew Scrolls that there's a kitchen there or I don't okay. know. I, it does, None of it makes sense. And like it doesn't. The only pickleball court I want to be near is the one that Karen Huger is hosting where she provides actual pickles. Yeah, that I like pickles. Um, Love a pickle. Love a pickle. Yeah. And so far, I haven't seen. I mean, if there are cool people that play pickleball, that could be fun. I don't want to play pickleball with anybody on Beverly Hills. That's what I, I mean, mean, I want to do almost anything with anyone in Beverly Hills. So I would take a ball. But like, is it dumb to me? It's not great. I mean, but also people love it. And like, if you want to, if that's your way of getting exercise, God bless. We don't want to shame anyone in the pickleball community. And I'm coming from a place. It of seems, not understanding. What I'm saying is it seems fun with fun people. 
Um, just play ten- table tennis and then play actual tennis. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You're combining you the two. I don't get it. Okay. Anyway, continue on. Okay. All right. And then there was a clip circulating this week of Kyle on a previous season um, talking about how somebody in the in the in the cast was having marital issues and and talking of divorce. And she's like, I can't believe they're not talking about this with us. I thought we were. I thought we were all closer than that. And so people are just finding examples of like, all right, well, when it wasn't you, when it wasn't you, you wanted to know all about it. But when it's you, you're not you're not talking about it. How does that support her being a girl's girl or not being a girl's girl? I don't even get that. I just think that shows her being a hypocrite. I don't get that in the within the thesis of girl's girl. Sorry. Apologies. Oh, because she attacked Sutton so hard for it. She was so mean to her. I don't like the way you're asking me. And Sutton was trying to be nice and kind of like ask her in her own little ways. And then she like. Yeah, but she ratchets up the I think she like she comes for Sutton in such a way that then Sutton feels like she has to defend herself. It just all goes bad. It's like the opposite of de-escalating a situation. It's just an escalation. She does also use language that I would expect um, someone who is like old school breakfast club movie style, like cheerleader versus the whatever, where she uses this language with Sutton that I don't remember her using with anyone else, where she's like, that's weird. Like that's uh, strange, where she constantly is using a specific kind of language with Sutton to sort of draw attention to the fact that Sutton is like definitely an individual and has an individual style personality. True, she does seem to she make always, her an outsider. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's like she's always trying to tell Sutton like you're not one of the cool girls, and here's why you're you're an odd duck somehow. And it's like we all are, we all are. Thank God for her, though. How bland would the show be to me? Oh, my God. We need to thank Sutton every day. Every Jeez. day. Yeah. God, and her cat sweater. She just gives. She's a giver. Okay. Next week, she wears a cat dress. These cat oh. people, man. It's like. Oh, my God. I love it. Me I'm with excited. a fish. I need to get. Yeah, I need to get out of the fish. Okay, yeah. I have, I, have, I have a cat. You should get a cat. I think you would absolutely love it. No, I don't think I do. I don't. I want a dog. Like, why? I would skip to the end, but it's not allowed in my building. So that's why oh, I think a right. fish. And Save also, yourself. guys, I don't think a guinea pig is going to happen, which is why I'm, I'm obsessed with them and post about them literally every day because it just, I don't know where he or she would go. And the, the shaving stuff, it's a lot from a... There's a smell. There's a particular smell. Yeah, I don't love a cage either because then I was thinking about a rabbit, but they have a lot of needs and I just want to be a responsible parent, which is why I get a yeah. gallon tank for a single beta fish. Yeah, yeah, like you got to have enough space and room for it. Otherwise, yeah, I want to be, yeah. be a responsible caregiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then, of course, you know, we've talked about it before, but, you know, shaking something like a rag doll last season, it really, it's not even about so much the shaking as it is just the way that Sutton is treated by her repeatedly just less than like an annoyance. Like um, she does treat her like a sibling, you know? And so Sutton calling it out this year and then getting attacked for calling it out that way is just, you know, more fuel to the fire there. It's also wild because like I assume Sutton has more money than anybody on the show, including maybe Kyle. The agency um, valuation I don't know. So like Kyle could have more, maybe much more, but like in dollars and cents per month, Sutton like runs the game. So it's just interesting because like usually on Beverly Hills, oftentimes people pledge allegiance to fame, celebrity and cash. And it's fascinating that like nobody lets Sutton get away with a single thing when it comes to having wealth. Yeah. Um, and then also, well, I'll come back to that. Yeah, you got me one. Look stuff up. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Uh, and then placing. Google. Do you want me to Google something? I'll Google something. For no, you no, no. no, I can't. 
It'll take it'll take me away. It's three hundred thousand okay, um, a month and maybe more because she now has her son full time. Is that what we're thinking about? Or well, yeah, that. But then also, then also, you know, the issues, right? So Sutton has has money from from her divorce and from her life with, uh, you know, her husband and and whatever business things that they had going on. She's got her store and whatever else she's doing. Um, but she does not have ongoing litigation the way the Umanskis do. She does not have the liability. She does not have the drama. Malaysia's definitely not on her ass. And I'm not talking about basketball wives. Yeah. Correct. So it's it's a different thing. Like, you know, if you could if you could pick to walk through either door, I'm walking through the Sutton door 10 times out of 10. Like, that's just that's just clean. It's clean cash. It's not the same as like, I'm tied up in a lot of things and I got a lot of stuff going on over here and I maybe made some bad choices. And that's stress. That's stress. That's stress. So. Can we please just shout out unrelated to anything, but this is a chaotic episode, so let's just join the fun. Um, I got a chance to chat with Avi, Sutton's assistant at um, BravoCon. Was he a delight? Such a delight. And I haven't watched, because I'm so behind on Watch What Happens. I'm I'm so, so behind. But I saw that clip of Sutton referencing that she and Erica have the same therapist. And then Avi's like, you can't say that. And like has a very dramatic, funny response. And it is like one of the funniest things that I have seen on Watch What Happens at least this year. Like the (laughs) energy between the two of them is so good and he is so I love the scenes with the I just love it I love when he's in scenes with her I just think it's it's like genuinely God's gift to comedy so just wanted to shout that that's out that's great that's like when I love when Lucy is on with Crystal it brings me such joy and we haven't seen enough of her lately we just haven't yeah I think it's because he's a lot drier L- like Lucy is like a lot cheerier and more kind of like um punchy versus Avi who's very dry and I just I'm I love very it. Much I love that humor to a dry temperament yeah same yeah. same it's so great um okay so then yeah placing Dre Dre placing Faye directly across from Camille that to me was stone cold stone cold Steve Austin That's style producer. that wasn't Kyle that was a producer you have no you have no proof on that I'm talking about proof here <laughs> all I know it's her bestie Faye was placed directly across. <laughs> you don't have proof. You just have the the, the proof was their, their name cards. They sat where they were supposed to sit. You don't know. You're that's a story you're telling yourself that a producer did that. And I would call Kyle a producer. Oh, she definitely is. I mean, maybe yeah, maybe she did it out. Okay, spiritual. Yeah. Okay, whatever. All right. So okay, um, all right, and then some of these I'm going to skip over because you're going to excuse them anyway. Right. <laughs> Can I say pass? Just name, name them and I'll say pass if I think they should be. Exposed. Okay. When Rena stood up and smashed that wine glass in Amsterdam or wherever they were, and her sister Kim was like, don't you? Well, and then Kim instead of being it, like, Kim and was like, yo, it. you want to tussle with the Richard sisters? But she didn't say that. She ran out. A la Teresa at Ohika Castle in Long Island. Sometimes you just got to go for a jog. Like it's just, uh, yeah, pass. Uh, excusable. Kim I'm just Tyson. saying as a girl's girl. If, if anyone <laughs> smashed a glass at any of my friends, <laughs> you okay, not pass. even my blood, just one of my friends. Okay. Pass. Um, all right. Pass then. Okay. Uh, she was, was one of the, you know, the click ladies that started to get really mean to Yolanda when Yolanda, it was at her last season and they were accusing her of the Munchausen's and all that kind of stuff. She didn't show up for, for Yolanda really. So that's in there too. It's just this like overall. Big driving role. 
not a big driving role, but she didn't Rinna. she didn't really help Yolanda, and it was just I don't, it was gonna, just the egg. She's not gonna she's not gonna jump in the pond to rescue the tadpole or whatever. She's I should maybe watch that. that season over again. That was the season that came on for no reason on my DVR. Instead of recording one of the new episodes, it recorded one from that season. And it was amazing to watch. So I might go back and watch that season. Well, you know, I had fake Lyme for a month. When I first got sick, I was going oh everywhere, 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 everywhere. And I went to this center. I saw celebrities there when I was there. Um, but it's like cash only. Your first appointment goes between $400 and $1,800 for your first appointment. <laughs> That's how desperate many of us are to <laughs> seek some sort of answer for alternative no, that's, that's honestly that's a commentary on health uh, on the health system in america well i mean and capitalism which i'm not against yeah. because i'd like to have some of it someday but um yeah so uh the, her book I'm was on the you. coffee table because they thought i had lime so we went off of me having lime so i did all those tinctures every day and then a month later they were like oh you know what it's not lime but they actually were not Did they do a test did they do the test lime test on you because there's a blood yeah, test yeah but then they were like oh we sent it to the wrong lab so then i was i think Stop i was paid for both labs and then they were like oh it's within the the grade of like it could or might not be so we'll <laughs> say that you have it and i was like okay and i remember going on andy scrolls and i was like guess what i have me and Yolanda because believe me was one of the books on the coffee table it's like yeah. a very fancy plants little little place but I know people with chronic Lyme who've had debilitating neurological Lyme um and because of my neurosymptoms um they thought I might have it but they were they were very much on the ball with other thoughts that they had that I was ended up diagnosed with so they were not they were not totally off yeah yeah, it's a big deal. It's a very big deal on the East yeah. Coast. But they're working they're working on a vaccine for it, by the way, which is great because there's a vaccine for dogs. Dogs have a Lyme vaccine. Oh, just give me what you would give a shepherd. I'm fine with that. I'm not even joking. Right? Just just put and a there, needle in my There used to be one. There used to be one for humans, but I guess there wasn't enough money in it or something. It's I read an article about worse. it recently. I feel like it's Yeah, it's getting worse. Based on nothing. Based on it's nothing. terrible. That's how I make sometimes positions. No, it is. It's a serious problem. I think yeah, it is definitely. Um, okay. So my hope for Kyle, my hope for Kyle, mm -hmm. is that she's going to maybe be a little bit more secure in herself and care less what people think. And maybe this is a new chapter for her. Uh, you never know what's going to happen in the future. But um, behaviors I've seen in the past make me feel like she cares too much about what other people. You know what's interesting about this episode is I don't think we resolved anything. I also don't even think we started the episode yet because I thought we were going to get into the specifics of the dinner party from hell. And I know by the look in your eyes when I said, I don't think we started the episode yet, 80 minutes in, I just, I'm surprised because I thought we were going to get into more specifics, but you- Wait, No, let's do it. My thing Teddy. was like, my thing was picking up from the last time where you said she is right, a girl's girl. Obviously, because yeah, I thought you were going to do more- why and I was like, dead. oh, hell, oh, hell no, I don't think so. And here's why. And let me tell you why I don't think she is. But we can get let's get into the dinner. Well, no, I mean, like, we're running low on time at this point. Like, I just think that, like, I guess we will as I start to. Um, To me, it's not really a conversation of whether or not she's a girl's girl, because I do also think for most housewives that the pressure of delivering and also the responsibility or maybe the scope of work often comes in conflict with being a girl's girl. But maybe that's just me excusing her. And maybe that's a part of my journey. I, I don't think that she is. I really I know that she is so 
triggering for people and people either really love her or really hate her. And I just am charmed in many ways by her. I have a lot of affection for her. I feel like I understand her. And sometimes she just does these big misses that are just to me so manipulative that I don't. And I'm also thinking of like the impact of this because Kyle knows more than anything where how her words will land. And I just it annoys me because I think she sometimes needs to be more responsible than she is, especially when she's demanding that everybody else shut the fuck up. Yeah, the demands are high. The demands are high for others. It's a high low. It's a definitely in this economy, like it's it's hard in this economic climate to have Kyle in your top five. And I, you know, the banks or whatever and the stock market and whatever with the stuff. I, I don't I don't know. I have a dollar. I, I just it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. You don't even mention the fact that she has dogs. Having dogs, you're a girl's girl if you have dogs. German Shepherd. Okay, so your criteria for Girls Girl is catering a party and having dogs. <laughs> you know that party. The party no, but shepherd. you said she has part. Last time you were like, she's a girl because she has parties all the time. She does have parties all the time. I'm going to double down with no. that. I don't even think I said it. I'm pretty sure you're wrong. But like, and she has all those dogs. She has a pack of dogs. And if anybody listening has ever had a German Shepherd, you, un- I guess you could say that about any dog, but especially okay, German Shepherd. I'm going to make an argument here. I'm going to make an argument here. This is what? just. This they're is, the best dog. Okay. All right. Dogs are obedient and dogs are obedient and they do what you tell them to do. No, they don't. Have you ever met a pug? What are you talking Listen, about? Listen, for the most part, if you say come here to a dog, they come here. I'm I'm just, a, no, they just don't. proposing that. I'm saying that because if you have a cat, you know that a cat's going to do what it's going to do. And you can't even touch them. No, if you have That's a dog, you love love. If you have a dog, you love love. You love affection. We're simple. You can love people. the same things if you're a cat person. No, you can't. Yes. No, you you are you're probably emotionally more mature at points because like you're so used to somebody not giving you affection and treating you like shit. Exactly Dog when you people, want it, how you want simpler. it. We're we're simpler. We're more common in the best okay. way. We're in the best right. way. We just have love that we want to give and share and receive. And that is why dogs are the best. And cat people are more, you know, they're complicated in in a wonderful way, in a wonderful way. But it's just a different kind of experience. Yeah. So I, I just think it's less control. I think it's less control. That's my. You don't thing. have it's control like, over a dog. You're not there for the controlling of. No, the dog. I'm saying that you can control a dog a little bit better than you can a cat. Sure. But it's not about control. A dog is not about control. Dogs I'm saying about, like, Kyle likes control. She likes to control the show. She likes to control her narrative. She likes to control what her friends no, do. No, no, no. She likes love. She wants love, love, love. In this town, if you have a pack of German Shepherds and other dogs, that means that you like a little bit of chaos, informed chaos, and you want to be surrounded by love no, and affection. That means you have a couple different housekeepers that are going to feed those dogs and, and clean up their poop and you don't know how to do it. Well, People on these shows have staff. She's not the only one. She actually likes more chaos than other cast members who would refuse to have that kind of chaos in their life. When you have five dogs, yeah, you are asking for a certain, you know, in Storm's the newest, you have a certain kind of, you like a certain kind of chaos. Oh, trust me, we know. Storm! 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 I'm sorry. You can't, you can't go against a German Shepherd. Storm! You just can't do it. We just, it just, you can't do it. They're the best dog. They're the best dog. Come back, Storm! You know, they make these things now that when you open your front door, it's like this little stretchy gate so that when you open the door, the little stretchy gate keeps it kind of connected so that a dog 
seeking a less chaotic owner doesn't just run out into the street. It's just worth looking into. I think it's like $19. So we should drop a link. Well, maybe we could fundraise for her. And oh. We could, maybe the president of the Kyle fan club uh, could send that to her for Hanukkah. She definitely can't afford it. And she needs she needs the proletariat to pay for it. So that's a good move. We should do that. I feel like we got nowhere in this conversation, <laughs> but it was fun. I feel like we got somewhere. I think honestly, like I, I'm pretty sure I remember a time in which we dragged Teddy Joe, but it's important to acknowledge because she's so fucking annoying and I'm not getting back in there. Don't worry. But like, it's I'm just, surprised at how much Teddy Joe triggers you. Why are you surprised by that? I don't know. I just never think about Teddy Joe. She's just sort of there. Neither. Do she's I, like egg. But then she does. Wait a second. Don't be rude. Don't be disrespectful to eggs. Number one. No. <laughs> it's from Arrested Development. It's it's this, it's this girl that George Michael You're did. Talking, you know, she's not Anne. Let's give more respect. She's Anne. She's Anne, Anne. Arrested Development. No. <laughs> she is. Anne's here. Yeah, you let her in. I did. <laughs> yeah. She is not Anne. That let's give some. Let's put some respect on Anne's name. Her. You're um, right. You're right. Anne's no, pleasure. No, Teddy's just so fucking annoying, and she she's just it's just wild. And I know people were like, "Oh, she should come back so we can destroy her in 2020." Um, no, no, that's giving her what she wants. It's giving her what she wants, and she gets to be more of a victim than she already is. And like, I don't support that victim narrative when you're actively doing harm. I think she's actually done more harm when it comes to like. Uh, you know, which housewives have been the most harmful when it comes to like work stuff or just being a piece of shit. I actually think Teddy's like in the top five because of what she has encouraged and monetized with All In. It's yeah, it that's among that's a, the more harmful uh, business. That's an members. argument for sure. Yeah. I feel like maybe they're not going to be an advertiser on Andy's Girls now. Do you think? Oh, no. <laughs> You'll have to keep your soul. Meanwhile, I do want to shout out other places I'm not going to name because they might be advertisers. Um, but there are some uh, there are some apps that I have used and some companies that I've used that have been very helpful and beneficial to me. So um, I am certainly not someone who is against uh, ways to, um, you know, figure out a, a, a healthy way of um, living a life. I just think her way is... Um, no, her way is not her way is not going to work for for a lot of people. But um, I just try to keep track of my protein because I tired to get enough protein. You know, we've talked about this because I don't need cheese. Everybody just like free based and cheese out there to get their protein. I can't do it. So it's a struggle. Struggle's real. I had cheese like two weeks ago. Remember we talked about that. You told me. Oh man, I you're still haunted. I'm I am still haunted, and it's like oh, that fucked me up, man. That fucked me up. Yeah, that's that's why I don't I don't tussle with it. Nope. Okay, so this Teddy heavy episode, um, a lot of Teddy, lot of Teddy. Didn't mean for there to be. I wouldn't have brought her up. I didn't know that was gonna. I didn't know that was gonna send you. I'm so sorry. How I did really you didn't not know that. Do you know me? Even at, I are you a girl's girl? Look, I had to. I had to address it because it was it was circulating, and I was so shocked that they were tripling down on on the Sutton accusation. To any Kyle Stan or fellow Kyles in my top five um, admirer listening, do you have anything that you would like to say to us? You don't stand a housewife. Don't stand a housewife. They'd step over your 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 body for for a for an Hermes bag. You know, Just keep your per- keep your perspective. Keep your perspective is what I would say. 
yeah, if anybody sees an Hermes bag on the side of the street, I'm not going to walk by it. I'm going to check it out. So I don't know what You'd that step does. over my body. I'm desperate for thirst. You'd be like, I'll get I'll get back with you in just one minute. I've just got to get <laughs> Maybe this Maybe there's bag. an Aquafina in that Hermes. Maybe I'm actually an angel sent from heaven above okay. to get you a bottle of water. Okay. In that Hermes. I mean, if a person puts liquid in their Hermes, I mean, I, I that's an adoption process I should be doing because I don't think that they're being responsible with that member <laughs> of their family. Um, And to anybody who is what's the opposite of what I am? Oh, to anybody who like hates Kyle with a passion. I honestly get it. I understand it. I'm not one of you. I love her. I don't think people are ever as good or bad as they appear with the exception of maybe three people. Danielle Staub maybe Jen Shaw and a magical number three I haven't thought of yet. Like, I just think it's less a conversation of why are you right and why are you wrong than it is this is the way, this is the reason that I feel a certain way. And like, I have the capacity to, um, you know, drag somebody for eight hours about something and still enjoy them and enjoy them on the show. And so that's where we are. I get it. She's she can be triggering. I think the thing that a lot of us can really stand behind is, um, you know, that Teddy sucks. And that's the energy that we need to hold close and hold dear. Yeah. And she only again, it's like one of those things like remember the guy who asked the question at a BravoCon? Oh, what was his name? I have it down here somewhere. Anyway, he said, was like, why do you keep pushing Teddy on us? Nobody want, nobody enjoys this woman. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what was his name? Something Danielle Alexander. I don't know. He was great. But he, uh, he said, I'm going to ask that question and the whole crowd erupted. And it was such a, such a good moment. And it's so true. Yeah, be less of a brat. I think that's the thing that it, we're not going to go back to this. She's just such a, not Kyle, obviously. Well, Teddy's I'm saying I blame Kyle. Brat. Well, I blame Kyle. I mean, we can we should all blame each other because her pod, Teddy's pod is great. And listen, P.S. Teddy is welcome to come on Andy Scrolls anytime. Oh God. There's mm-hmm. nobody, there's like two people that I would not maybe want to interview out of 160 housewives. That's a pretty long list of people who I would genuinely be interested in talking to. Now, is the likelihood big that Teddy is going to unblock me, let alone guest on an episode? Probably not, but she's welcome anytime. And like, maybe it's entirely possible that my perception of her program, which she has talked about specifically in the same way for several years, it's possible that me reading her direct quotes are incorrect or inaccurate. It's also possible that, you know, as an expert as I am in the dramatic arts, that like, there's something I don't understand. She is welcome Anytime I'm not being sarcastic, I'm being honest and saying, I think that would be an interesting conversation based on our backgrounds in honestly podcasting alone and the ways that we maybe hold our views and values differently. I, She's welcome anytime. You're better than me. I mean, will I be gnawing on a baby carrot? I'll think of it, but I have misophonia. Oh, you absolutely should. By the way, let's defend carrots. You know, I, I was recently, I was watching TikTok like I always am. And if you eat like two to three like full size carrots a day, you get like a beautiful glow to your skin, almost orange. like a, a like you've glow? got a tan. No, it's like a pretty, it's like a warm, like it's a warm tan. 
No, I'm going to do it. No, it's a great ingredient. Honestly, every time I buy a $2.99 bag or $1.99 bag of organic baby carrots at Whole Foods, I'm making a promise to myself that I will be throwing these away in three and a half weeks. When they're slimy. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, maybe just cook them. You never finish it. You never. No, but like, who's going to cook with a carrot? Like, who has time for that? They're delicious. Put a little butter on it. Missing out. Missing out on the orange glow. So what what were you hoping? Because my my goal here today was to was to you know stand up for myself and say why I don't think that she has been a girl's girl. But you wanted to just go into the dinner more. I feel like it was the same. It was more of the same. I thought I didn't think it was. I didn't think girls' girl was the running. We probably could have discussed that. I you probably probably didn't. I forgot. Like I thought it was gonna be more of like I hate Kyle and here's why. It the the oh. lens of girls' girl is so specific that that doesn't necessarily well, no, I don't get hate. to the core no. of Kyle. There's no hate here. You it's love just love irritation. Love. You and Teresa. You love love. love. <laughs> Listen, no, maybe, it's maybe, not like that. We gotta go. I gotta go look for some latkes, which is so fucking difficult in New York. I'm doing something terribly wrong, but. Um, it's because I want a certain kind. Um, can you tell the AGs where to follow you on social, what you got cooking, all that and more? Bravo, bravo, ducking, bravo, all day, every day, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Incredible. And guys, uh, join the Andy's Girls Patreon, number one way to support the pod. You get exclusive bonus episodes and so much more. I will be doing a Satchel Spectacular this week, so please continue to send me your Satchels of Gold. They are your thoughts and feels, questions and concerns named in honor of Her Holiness Kelly Clorn Ben Simone. Send them via DM. No voice notes, please. And please include your first name in town. Some feedback on this episode. How you feel about Kyle? How you feel about Teddy? Did you do all in? Like, tell me. Go all in and more. And I'm excited to record that episode later this week. And again, uh, the AG Patreon, $2 a month gets you um, my love and thanks and sass. $5 a month is where those episodes start. So for $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes, $10 a month. You get four bonus, you gets, oh my God, you get four bonus episodes and there's a premium tier, great for Christmas, Hanukkah and Festivus where you can record an AG Patreon with yours truly or have a private uh, Zoom kiki. So for that and more, patreon.com slash Girls. Follow me on Instagram and threads at Dame Galley, um, which is also where you can DM me your satchels of gold. And um, BBDB, what a crazy fucking episode. My God. Yeah, it's one it's one for the history books, I think, for sure. I think this is one of the more chaotic episodes that we've recorded. And, you know, I thrive in chaos. So mm-hmm. I'm so thankful. Yeah, to but this, this 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 uh, dinner from hell has has it just keeps giving. It's pretty wonderful. I mean, Sutton, you know, lighten lighten a joint at the table. Everybody pretending they're from the Victorian era and like shock and awe about that. It, is a good, it was a good one. <laughs> Garcelle saying her necklace was from Zara. Just one of many reasons why we can. Without hesitation. Without hesitation. Nothing for her to be embarrassed about. It's from Zara and it's great. And we love her. And so that is. Oh, we didn't even talk about Erica. I want to get your thoughts on Erica. Oh, my God. About what? What aspect? Oh, you said some shit to me. Didn't we talk about this privately the Uh other day? Oh, this will Uh be to be continued. You have some big thoughts on Erica that we need to explore. Um, So we'll get to that on the next episode. We record probably in five minutes. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Um, Be kind (laughs) to us. Be kind. Don't stand a housewife. But uh, stand a housewife. Hashtag I stand for shit. There's nothing wrong in standing. Well, stand means you lose your perspective to me. And I don't want anybody losing their perspective. Everybody has a, nobody is neutral. Well, I think there's a difference between neutrality and completely going head over heels and like wanting to fight people over your housewife. 
That's well, what I'm I mean, about. listen, not everybody's a tree hugger and God bless. You know, we, sometimes we have different kind of forests. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. we just got a little forest full of nine lemons in a bowl. Okay. Cause that's mm-hmm. what happens in life. And just pray for Shan. All right. She's going to have a tough season with this. Election. It's rough for her. Stuff. It's rough for her. I'm disgusted by John Jansen. I'm disgusted by production. I can't even say that. I'm, I don't even feel it. I'm just disgusted by John Jansen. Honestly, I agree. Because like, of course, you're going to bring on Alexis in this circumstance. I don't even blame him for it. I just I'm upset that Shannon can't separate herself from this very toxic man. So happy Hanukkah to all the Shan stands in the universe. And we will chat with you soon. Put nine menorahs. Menor- <laughs> so close. <laughs> you always had it. Put nine menorahs in a bowl. When life hands you lemons, but remember to get your menorah candles because I've been using ones from an old birthday cake and I just ran out. All right, guys, we'll just <laughs> bye.